Okay, so we're talking about how to explain everyone is you pushed out by means of your dog, Melvin. So, the first thing you were saying how, do you want to give us a little short background story or do you want to start with the mirror tech idea? I can explain my little story, but there's a lot of noise in the background. Okay, go ahead now. Um, so, I was telling Reem about a epiphany that I had, which is pretty level 10 out there, but it is a very, very strong example of everyone and everything is you pushed out. And basically, I have a dog, a little 10-pound Shih Tzu mix named Melvin, and I spend literally 24-7 with him. Like, I'm always with him. He's always with me. I take him everywhere. He's always in the car with me. Like, you know, I never, I always feel guilty to leave him alone and whatever. And because he's a small dog, he comes, he kind of, he's portable and comes with me everywhere. So I noticed for the past year that everything that happens to me happens to him. So if I don't feel well one day, I noticed he doesn't feel well. You know, um, if I have stomach issues, he has stomach issues. If I get hurt, he gets hurt. If I get sick, he, he gets sick. If I'm in a bad mood, he's in a bad mood. If I'm in a hyper mood, he's in a hyper mood. And it's constant. And this is, this is such a kind of wild observation. Um, I would never observe, I would never come to this conclusion unless it was so evident. And this has been going on for a year, and it's every single day. And I started noticing it. At first, I thought it's just my imagination. Then I thought, like, you know, dogs pick up your energy, which is, you know, which is true. Um, and then that this was so persistent. And I started to realize that it's, yes, he's energetically tethered to me. But it's more than that. I started realizing how much whatever I focus on and whatever happens to me as a result of my focus is happening to him at the same time. And I was over at my friend's house a week ago and Melvin started choking on something and we got really, really scared and we were trying to clear his breathing. And in that same night, I started choking and I couldn't breathe and I had asthma and I had to use my emergency inhaler and all these things. And our friend was like, oh my God, like I find it really weird that you and Melvin both chose to like choke and not breathe at my house on the same night. And this happened last time with something else as well. And I was like, I laughed it off, but in my head, it was like the sign I've been waiting for to solidify my observation. Like I would never tell this to anyone because it sounds insane. But when she said it, I knew that I was not imagining things. And I drove home and I was like, what the heck? Like, even she's noticing it and she kind of doesn't really pay attention to those things normally. And so for days, I couldn't get this out of my mind. And I was like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? And I had this epiphany. Very often we have epiphanies when we're kind of in a trance-like state. I think I was driving and it just came to me 
that this is the most organic example of everyone is you pushed out because it's not just everyone, it's everything. So I went back into my Neville notes, into my Neville book, into all of the information, and I reread those paragraphs. And sure enough, you know, everything is a mirror for your for your subconscious mind. Not only other people, but animals, plants, like, you know, you can't keep plants alive in your house if you have negative energy and you don't want them to grow and flourish. I mean, come on, people talk to their plants and their plants grow, right? So, of course, a dog that is much more conscious than a plant is going to also be everyone and everything is you pushed out. And because he is so close to me and we're together 24-7, he's the most organic mirror of my consciousness that I have ever seen. And it's almost as if having Melvin, other than being like my best friend and having like a pleasure in my life of having this pet, it's like a gift in itself that showed me this concept that proved this everyone is you pushed out mirror concept to me unlike anything could ever teach me any more than that. I mean like this is just so level 10 and I was like should I share this with Reem <laughs> like is you know is she gonna think I'm weird like well she already thinks I'm weird <laughs> so I I decided to tell you Reem and I think you, I really think you see the value in this epiphany. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you, when you were asking, like, how can we describe this, like, or how can it really be applied? Yeah. Um, and I think the first part of it would be to just, like, like, understand, like, first discuss the mirror concept and then go into the concept of everyone is you pushed out because we constantly think about like other human beings or other like a dog or anything like that we think of those as um as you know um unchangeable like entities like they you know they're fixed they're real um and then we think about the mirror principle separately from you know the concept of everyone as you pushed out, but the mirror principle is everyone as you pushed out, it's the same. So the fact that you don't have any resistance, you don't have any thoughts about Melvin, like he, you, he constantly will mirror you, like he'll mirror your mood. Well, I, and think, because I, think, I think that everyone and everything mirrors you, it's just that, even if you have expectations or not. I just think that because I have no, like I don't place any importance, not on Melvin. I, I, he's very, I mean, I don't place importance on how he acts or doesn't act. I don't get frustrated with him. I have nothing but pure unconditional love for him and acceptance. And because there's no resistance towards him, he's like an unfiltered, non-GMO organic mirror. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But then, like, the idea is that you, you, like, he is the purest form of constantly matching your vibration or, yes, yes. or vice versa. Like, he could, you know, and it's, it's but mostly thing. it's you that because, so whenever you're in the vibration of sickness, because you already have it, like, established that he's always with you, you guys are always together you do everything together that's part of it too but like because when you have a vibration of like sickness 
he he's part of that like he mimics it he mirrors it because he exactly. moves with you through each of the vibrations exactly. that you like exactly and i want and i want to point out for all of the non-dog owners that are listening um a human and an animal their genetics are way too different to pass diseases to each other like you can't get sick from a dog like there are certain things like if you both eat a rotten piece of cheese you can both get sick yes but you can't pass like like a disease disease like a human disease to them and they can't pass like you know well they found that with like the coronavirus too i think that like you can't really get it from it's not like of course right i you have a cold your dog's not going to get a cold there are certain things right so that has i just wanted to clarify that that has nothing to do with it and it's not just negative things it's not like oh when i'm sick he's sick when i what it's positive things as well when i find myself in a very good mood he's in a really good mood he wants to play and he's happy when i'm in a very depressed mood yeah go ahead if I'm like in a very, very, very depressed mood, he literally like finds a little corner and doesn't want to move. He'll sleep there and lay there all day. Like it's just, it's everything. And that's the whole idea behind like, if you're in like a really happy mood, you'll vibrationally match with like, let's say friends or coworkers or people who are on that same vibration. And then, um, that's the, and then the whole concept of you know um, what do they always say about like misery loves company, or if you're on like a very low depressed vibration, then you're naturally attracted to calling a friend that's always depressed, or like you're just you know around some or you end up around someone who's just like talking to you about all the terrible things that are going on. So it's like that's the same that's how you can like kind of reverse engineer it and apply it to life is that realizing that it really is just all you it's stemming from you which vibrational level are you at and so which one will you attract everyone as you being pushed out here so here's the thing with that i think people get very confused between thoughts affirmations and like that stuff and like vibr- energetic vibration. And here's, they're two kind of separate topics. And what I think it is like, you know, at, at first in the very, very beginning of this happening with Melvin and I like mirroring each other, I started to, I was thinking that it's like vibration. Like he feels my negative vibration. So he's negative. He's feels that I'm sick so he's sick he feels this vibration that I'm happy so he's happy I know that that makes sense but here's why I'm not a hundred percent sold on it because I've been thinking about this for a year because it's not the other way around if it was just vibration then it would be the other way around let's say I was laying around moping around depressed and Melvin was in a really happy like cheery mood running back and forth with a with a toy wanting me to play with him that has never made me less depressed it's never affected my energy well animals are living beings they have souls anybody who has ever had a pet or has ever really looked into an animal's eyes know that animals have souls so it's not just like a shoe so he emits his own energetic field no doubt but i've never been like affected by his vibration um so even though i believe in this whole vibration thing i think it's more your thoughts and and what you're affirming in your head because 
I, I think that that's what it is because, like I just said, I'm not affected by his energy. He's only affected by me. Whose, whose hologram and reality is it? Mine. So it doesn't matter what my vibration is or not, my vibrational field. It's like whatever is going on in my thoughts, and I understand that's linked to your vibration. I get that. But I think ultimately at the very top, at cream of the crop, the, the root of it is the thoughts that I'm having. He's just mimicking my thoughts. At any moment, when I go from feeling depressed and moping around and I get into a better mood, his whole mood changes. It's not the other way around. It's only coming from me because everyone is you pushed out and it's my reality. It's coming from my point of view. If the whole thing with vibration and affecting each other's vibration would work vice versa if that was the only case. So, and I'm not God. This is my opinion. I could be 100% wrong. I could be hallucinating. I don't even know. But like from my observation, it is strictly my thoughts that are emitting into my field and everything around me is giving me feedback and because he's an animal and he's more alive than my plants my tv my shoes and everything else i see a much more organic manifestation and example of this principle because he has a personality he's not just a shoe he has a personality and an attitude and he gets sick just like people and so he's like a little person that is consistently showing me what I'm thinking about. And there have been many times where I've tested this even further. And I've had days where he wasn't feeling well. He was throwing up all day or he was having diarrhea all day. And I started affirming that he suddenly feels better. And he did right away. So I think that this all is everyone is you pushed out and it all comes down to what are you thinking about? That's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think that like what you're thinking about really is like, like really like I just think of vibrations as let's say you have like different floors of um, a house, like first floor, second floor, third floor. So if like the first floor is like, you know, the you're down depressed everything is terrible that's like a vibrational level where everybody else on that floor is going to be in the same exact boat because you know we're all energy and you're attracted to similar energy versus if you go on to like the second floor it's like a higher vibration and people there are vibing on at the same level as well so and your thoughts are what take you through each of those floors to the different vibrations to like then attract everything else that's on that floor that's associated with that vibration to keep you there i don't disagree with you i you know i'm all about energy vibrations and all of that 3d 5d stuff but i think that vibrations are just a way of explaining the result of your thoughts because your brain is a transmitter for you know the subconscious mind and its energy so it's like your brain is like the trans the transmitter the receiver the radio dial and so 
if I turn my radio dial in my head with my thoughts to happy, then everything around me is going to mimic happy situations. And yes, you can say that's because I'm vibrating happiness, but I'm vibrating happiness because I tuned my thoughts to channel happy. So at the end of the day, it's only your thoughts. And what happens is your thoughts and people are going to say like, no, it's your feelings. It's your feelings that create. Yes, it is your feelings that create. Feeling is the secret. But what gets you to those feelings? Thought. Thought is always at the root of it. So don't worry about your feelings. Don't worry about your emotions. Don't worry about your vibration. All of that is extra confusion, in my opinion. It's all true, but it's extra confusion. If you turn the dial in your brain to whatever channel you want to be at, uh, happiness, scared, uh, in fear, sad, upset, depressed, ecstatic, rich, skinny, health, whatever channel you choose to turn in your brain, aka what thoughts you allow in your brain, is going to put you in a certain state of emotion and hence feeling. Feelings are just emotions that last longer. So it's like like a culmination of emotions, turns into like a feeling. And that feeling is the vibration, but that is all coming from your thoughts. Yeah. So I agree with everything you're saying. That's a great analogy with floors of the house. I just think that that is extra confusion because my whole life when I was learning about vibrations and I wasn't learning about mental diet, I was confused. It all sounded really fancy and it all made logical sense. But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, and how do I control those vibrations? So I feel like don't worry about vibrations. Don't worry about, you know, your vibrations attracting things. Don't worry about your emotions and your, don't worry about anything besides your thoughts. If you're having the thoughts that you want to be having, if the thoughts that you're allowing in your brain, if they align with what your desired result is, your emotions, your imagination, your feelings, and your vibration will manifest from your thoughts is what I'm saying. No, that's 100% true. And I think, like, maybe for everyone listening, the, um, when, when the, the reverse of that is, like, really important because some people get so stuck within their emotions, you know, they're constantly angry or they're constantly annoyed with someone or they're constantly feeling like, oh, nothing ever works out for me, like, one thing after the other, or they're constantly feeling, like, neglected, or um, nobody pays attention to them. Whatever feelings that there are, whatever emotions that there are, um, you have to understand that, like, the emotions stem from certain, any from a thought. So just the reverse right. of exactly what you're saying. So you have to always look at an emotion and not try to, most people will try to just say, like, well, no, let's let me think positively. Let me think about you know, because my thoughts are what create and everyone is you pushed out and let me make sure I I think really positively about this situation, but you can't do that because then you're ignoring, you're kind of like sweeping something under the rug. You have to actually like look at your emotion head on and, and link it back to certain thoughts that you're having so that you can eliminate those thoughts and you can cancel so them and you so can like reverse have, them. So here's what I have to say about that. 
I think you have two options. You can either revise, which is basically what you're saying. You can identify what caused that thought and you can go back in your memory, in your brain and be like, oh, okay, I'm depressed because this person called me yesterday and they said this and that. And you can go ahead and you can revise that ending so that you can no, face no, that no, emotion. No, it can't be. It's not that you're revising and saying, oh, this person called me and did this. That person called you and did that, but you had a thought after that. Like you had, you gave that situation a meaning, and that meaning that you gave, that thought that you, um, that you had, is what's linked to the emotion. So you have to just change the meaning that you give to it. And some things are so deeply embedded, like you've already had patterns that are being like repeated. That when you do that, you have to also like see is this something that I repeat is this something that I always do and it just keeps playing out so that you can just start right away affirming or not even affirming just changing the meaning to whatever happened be like oh actually they don't really care actually they really like that didn't even like bother them like everything's fine so it's so not like for me personally like that it sounds like that's your tool that you use and there's many many different tools for me I don't believe in blocks anymore. I used to believe in blocks. Now I don't believe in blocks. I don't think that there are any blocks. I think that what is not manifesting for you, you just have more negative thoughts about. And yes, you could say, oh, that's blo uh, that's blocks. But I feel like that's such a negative term because when you hear the word blocked, like I was driving down the road and it was blocked. Well, you need to turn around and go the other way. You can't get through that block. I just... I stopped believing in blocks. I think that if there's something in your life that's not manifesting, like for me, like I can't seem to manifest um, area X of my life, whatever. I'm just speaking up an area. There's this one area in my life and I'm having trouble manifesting it. I don't think there's a block. I just think that I've had, a, there's been a longer amount of time of having negative thoughts about this one subject. And the, I don't think I need to understand why. I don't think I need to analyze what made me feel that way i don't believe that i have to figure out what caused it i don't believe that i have to do anything besides affirm the opposite but because that belief is so negatively strong i just have to affirm times 10 yep. because i need to create a new synapse in my brain so there's just some, whatever areas in your life are not manifesting, I don't believe it's because they're blocks. I believe it's just you just need to amp up your affirmations on that subject way more than the other subjects. Like, I just tip I the don't, scale, I, basically. What? Just basically, like, tip the scale. Exactly. So, you know, you create a new synapse in your brain from repetitive thought. Everything in life is about persistence. Like, you cannot go to the gym, squat once, and have a nice ass. Like, I mean, you can, I guess, if you really believe so. But I'm saying, normally, for most people, you can't go to the gym one time. You can't go to the gym for a week and have a nice ass. But you can go to the gym every day for a month and start to see results. And in three months, you really will have an Instagram ass. Mm -hmm. So, it's the same. This is the same thing. This is mental gymnastics. So if there's an area, let's say money comes really easily to me, but I just want more of it, and I feel like that's something I manifest easily, then I should continue to say affirmations about having money, but I can do it maybe, you know, three, four, five, six, seven times a day, and that's, and that's enough. 
but maybe with my health, my asthma, that's something that I believe that I have for so long. Unfortunately, it's going to require a hundred affirmations a day, every single day. I think that this is all simply about creating new pathways and synapses in your brain. And I think that when you start thinking of all these tools, five, 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 you know, the cup method, all these things, scripting, like, cool. You can do those things if you think that they're fun. Like, you can do them if it, if it helps you believe. It's like a placebo. But I think at the end of the day, what are those tools doing? They're just making you believe and affirm your desired beliefs. So you can not, you, instead of wasting your time writing things 555 times, just affirm, 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 affirm. And what I do now is... It can be a little overwhelming having to affirm so much. I mean, I know you're always thinking anyway, so how is this any different? Well, it is because it's it's like mental gymnastics. You need to remember. You need to go against your own nature. You know, it's not it's not that it's hard to think. It's just hard to constantly be focused on, like, redirecting your thoughts. But just like everything else, it becomes second nature. So now... Every single time that I think about my asthma, that's my cue to say like five affirmations that I breathe, I now breathe, you know, easily and and very well. And, you know, like I, I breathe so well, whatever. So every single time that my brain synapses fire off about my asthma, I stop myself. It's hard. Yes, you have to train yourself, you know. But I will say five affirmations for that one negative thing that I just thought about it. And that's, I think, every, if you do that every single day persistently, you will create a new pathway, synapse, in your brain connected to the thought of breathing. I and mean, now that's... it's not going to be breathing is associated with asthma. Breathing is now going to be associated with breathing well. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's 100% true. And then that's exactly like the technique. And so the two ideas from that is that you really don't have to believe in a desire. Like you don't have to necessarily believe that it's going to happen. You just have to, you just have to, because it takes a lot more to believe it. You just have to consistently make sure that that scale, that that balance is tipping towards the desire and you're not adding too many thoughts um, towards the opposite of it happening. Um, You just have to keep persistently, just like you're saying, kind of like cancel out any of the thoughts that will tip it one way and keep adding as much as you can to the other way. And then what was Yes, I, I also agree. You don't have, I don't, I think like you do not have to believe in something for it to manifest because for example, I didn't believe Melvin was, you know, tethered to me like that. I didn't believe or expect for him to show me this whole mirror concept. Like, but it happened. I'm, I mean, that's a bad example. I'm just saying, like, if you look at the things that have manifested in your life, you didn't necessarily, like, believe them or whatever. Like, I don't think you have to believe it. I think belief comes in handy with placebos. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that's because of the path of least resistance. So, like... I was telling Reem before, we had this conversation before, like, there's people that can literally, I have a friend, I'm not going to say her name, I have a friend who has had, like, four kids, and 
she literally has had four kids and she does not work out she does not eat clean at all and she her body it's not even like that she's just thin she has like washboard abs the rest of her family is not thin like her at all not even they're not even thin and so i don't even know is it genetic i mean maybe but she's also had four kids and the youngest one was born a year ago and her stomach is like literally like a super she looks like a supermodel and what i'm saying is like she has this belief because i've spoken to her about it many times that she does not believe that anything can make her out of shape she just literally just does not she has other issues in her life but this is one of her strong points I believe that you absolutely can sit on your couch and you can eat pizza all day and watch Jerry Springer and you can look like a supermodel. The problem is that we've been indoctrinated since we were little that that will make you fat and that going to the gym and counting your calories and working out like crazy and eating clean, that's what will get you that body. And that's not necessarily true. That's just what we've been taught by the food industry, by the whatever industry. In reality, there's many people like her and others that have amazing bodies that have never worked out and they don't even eat that clean. Yes. And I, and I believe that you can sit on your couch and just eat pizza like her and watch TV or like what a, oh, she doesn't eat pizza. But I'm just saying like you can do that, but it might be easier. It might be the path of least resistance to cut back on your calories and go to the gym a couple times a week. That's easier to me to believe in that placebo. And it's easier for me to go do that because I have believed for 35 years that that's what's going to make me thinner. So instead of affirming one million times a day for a year that I can eat pizza on my couch, it's actually the path of least resistance and easier for me to go on some sort of diet and go to the gym when in reality, those are just placebos, but I believe in them. So that's, that is, in that case, that's where belief systems come in. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was something I was going to say about that which I forgot now but yes I think that yeah I mean I think this sums it up really well this is all good points I think starting off by the idea of like everyone is you pushed out Melvin being you know just your you pushed out your mirror and then because you have zero resistance zero like thoughts about him being a certain way and you don't you don't go back and forth with your thoughts about him so most people that are like oh, this person's always, like, hot and cold to me. And so it really goes back to their thoughts being hot and cold about them, you know, how they're going to react towards them. So then that goes back to the ideas that we talked about with thoughts and then how your thoughts really create and your emotions are all stemmed from your thoughts. So I think this was all really good information. So thanks for the info, Julie. That was an awesome epiphany about little Melvi. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.